Have you ever had the situation where you got to know one of your clients and you really sense that they, they didn't know the Lord and you really wanted to share the gospel with them, but you didn't because of your fear of offending them and, and possibly losing them as a client and losing their business? Well, I sure have, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. Just a little bit about me. My name is Mark Giroux, and um, I'm a business owner. Um, I'm a financial planner, and my business is called Uncompromising Financial, and we specialize in biblically responsible investing. And um, when I became a Christian at age 25, the Lord really impressed upon me and really put it on my heart that I was to be a minister, but not in a church, but rather in business. And so um, at the time, um, God really, he, he, he showed me a picture of what this could look like. And uh, he gave me this book called Mover of Mountains and Men by R.G. Letourneau. And it was really an awesome book about a man who God had given these great gifts to invent things and to be able to be able to invent machines that did forming so much more e efficiently and all types of machines that um, that were just really incredible inventions. And so um, what he did was he, R.G. Letourneau, took those machines, went to underdeveloped nations and helped them with their forming. Uh, to, to produce crops and, the, and the, to feed these people so much more efficiently, so much greater than they could have ever imagined. And then what, was, what, was, what really impressed me was he, um, upon meeting those practical needs, that became a platform for sharing the gospel with these people. And so I just thought, wow, that's what I want to do. And, and, and when I read his story, I saw that, you know, this is possible. Um, but as a financial planner, when I became a financial planner and I would talk to different people about uh, different Christians who were planners, you know, being a financial planner, you get uh, a unique opportunity to really get to know your clients, to really go pretty deep with them and develop relationships with them. And so I would ask other financial planners who were Christians, um, what kind of impact are you able to have on your clients? Are, are you sharing the gospel? And they would say things like, well, you know, I just want to be a good person. Uh, I just want to treat them with kindness and be good to them. And I thought, that's a little weak. I'm not sure that's, that's really what God's in, intention is uh, for us. And it sounds like, you know, that's the same thing that a non-believer could do. And so what I did was I really wanted to search the scriptures to see, well, what does God say about this in his word? How important is it to God that we that we share the gospel, and so I did a a, a search. I, I did a a study through the through the, all of the gospels to see what God says about this, and so that's that's what I want to share with you now. So starting in Matthew, uh, in Matthew twenty eight nineteen through twenty is the Great Commission, and this is from the Amplified Bible, so it it has some additional uh, explanation, which I think is appropriate in this case. It says, Jesus came up and said to them, all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. So God gives us this awesome promise that, awesome command and promise to go and to share the gospel, to get the word out to the nations, and that he's going to be with us. His power is going to be with us and in us, and that we can go with confidence because he's going with us. So that's in Matthew. So the next gospel in Mark, what, is, what does the gospel of Mark say about this? When Mark 16, 15, uh, chapter 16, verses 15 through 16, it says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed in me and has been baptized will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment. But he who has not believed will be condemned. So once again, God is saying, giving us that command to go and showing uh, the seriousness of this, that those who will believe will not be condemned, but those who don't believe will be condemned. What, is it, what does it say? You know, I, I knew, I knew the, those, those verses in Matthew and Mark, but what about Luke and John? What does it say in Luke and John? And so in Luke uh, chapter 24, verses 46 through 47, Jesus is speaking, and he's referring to the Old Testament, to the law of Moses and the prophets, and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. So we see that in, even in, in the Gospel of Luke, God says that forgiveness of sins is, should be proclaimed to all the nations. But what about, what about in the Gospel of John? So in the Gospel of John, these are words where Jesus is speaking to the Father, in, in John 17, an awesome chapter, very famous chapter of dialogue between Christ and the Father. In verse 16, it says, They are not of the world. He's speaking to the Father. Just as I am not of the world, sanctify them in the truth, which means set them apart for your purposes. Make them holy. Your word is, is truth. Just as you have commissioned and sent me into the world, I also have commissioned and sent them, the believers, into the world. For their sake, I sanctify myself to do your will so that they may also be sanctified, set apart, dedicated, and made holy in your truth. So I love, I love the, the, the fact that Jesus is our perfect example. The way that he related to the Father is the way that we are to relate to him. He's our perfect model, and he says, I only do the things that the Father tells me to do. I only say the things that the Father shows me to say. And so he's saying that just as the Father commissioned me to go out and, and share the gospel, that I am commissioning you, us, the believers, to go out and share the gospel. So what does it mean to be commissioned? Uh, it's in, there's two definitions. One is an instruction, command, or duty given to a person or a group of people. And the second is a group of people officially charged with a particular function. So I think that one really applies, that we have been charged with a particular function um, <clears throat> and to go out and have and, and to, 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 to be commissioned in the same way Jesus was. 
and so it says, it says in fact, that Jesus has uh, the, the same mission. We have the same mission as Jesus, as the Father gave to Jesus, which in Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And so because of God's great love for us, he sent Christ to pursue us, to save us, and we are to have that same heart. And in John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So this, this purpose of Christ to come to earth uh, was a central focus of his. That was the main reason he came, to seek us out, to save us, to bring us to him, so that we could be freed from the power of sin, to have eternal salvation. And so as, as his followers, we get to share, we get the privilege of sharing in that same uh, purpose, to, to develop relationships, to show the love of, of Christ to others, um, and to, and to be, tell them of, of the gospel, which we know they, they so desperately need. And so, um, and, and, and to tell of, of his sacrifice of shedding his blood um, for for us, so that for so that our sins could be forgiven. So after I studied these scriptures, I realized that I needed to have a really big paradigm shift in my thinking. I really needed to see my business in an entirely different way. That you know, in the institute, we hear over and over and over that it's not about the business, and that really applies um, in this situation. It's not about the business. I needed to see that my business wasn't just about me, how much money I could make, how many clients I could get, but my business was to be a platform um, to develop relationships, to, to be able to get to know people, to, to love them, and to be able to share the good news with them. And um, <clears throat> in fact, um, it, does God want us to do business? Does he want us to be successful at what, what we do? Uh, I believe he does. I believe he wants us to have thriving businesses, to do a great job, to grow our businesses, uh, to be great at business, at doing business. But there is a higher purpose to our businesses, and, and that is to, to be that platform where we can develop relationships, maybe better than any other, maybe that platform, it probably gives us more opportunities than any other area of our life to develop relationships with new people that we didn't know before, to get to know them, uh, to be able to share uh, God's love and his good news with them. And so that was something that um, was just really important for me to learn. And, uh, and, and in Romans 10, 13 through 14, it says that, you know, if, if we don't tell people about God's love and his salvation, then who is? It says in Romans 10, 13 through 14, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And so um, I, I realized I needed to be that person that was willing to tell them. And in coming back to what about that fear of losing a client? What is, how does scripture address that? What, what should our attitude be when we, we get to know someone? You know, what if it's your biggest client and that where, you know, 
a large part of your income is coming from, um, do you, you know, can we take that risk of offending them, of, um, of possibly losing that business? Well, here's several scriptures that, I, uh, that really address this. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all, all these things will be added to you. So God is saying, if you seek first my kingdom, then you can trust me for your provision, that I'm going to provide everything that you need if you make my priority your priority and you're seeking to advance my kingdom. And so that's where we, we get to demonstrate faith and trust um, in that way. Uh, in Romans 16, in, in Romans 1.16 in the Amplified Bible, uh, Paul makes this point. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation from his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes in Christ as Savior, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So Paul's saying, I'm not ashamed. No matter what response someone has to me, uh, I'm not ashamed because I know, I know how um, awesome what God has done for me is. I know how uh, the eternal value, I know how life-saving, I know how desperately I need that message of salvation, and I am not ashamed because I know that others need it desperately also. And then in 1 Peter 3.15, it says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. And so, you know, from my experience, it's when I get to know someone and I am aware that they do not do not know Christ and I'm developing a relationship with them. I'm uh, asking God to work through me to demonstrate his love to them. And then when I do have an opportunity to share the gospel with them, when I do it with gentleness and respect, it's really unlikely that people are going to be offended. Not that it couldn't happen. It could. I could be rejected. Uh, someone could be offended no matter what I say. But the gospel tells us to do it with gentleness and respect. And, uh, and I think when we do that, it's going to be unlikely that uh, as we develop relationships and we draw close to people and we show them uh, a, a concern for them that, that they're going to reject us. And so, um, so let me tell you some of the examples that I have in ways that I've done this in business. Uh, the first is with um, my, my wife and I have been doing a remodel on our house, a pretty significant remodel for the last several months. And the workers that have been working on our house, they come every day at 7 a.m., five days a week, they're in our house. And so I pretty quickly saw that they don't, they don't know the Lord. And so what I did was I, I was intentional about developing relationships with them. And so every, you know, I'd interact with them every day, but also every Friday I would buy them lunch and I would sit down and we'd have lunch together and get to know them. Um, they spoke Spanish, but some English. So there was a little bit of a communication barrier, but um, it was still really good to, to just to share with them, to get to know them. And so at, at one point, at a certain point, once I got to know them and the trust developed, I bought them Spanish Bibles so that they could read the Bible in their own native language. And so I presented the Bibles to them, 
Um, and then I have a really good friend who's a believer who Spanish is his native language, and he was there to share the gospel with them in their language. And so that was really an awesome opportunity to, to develop that relationship, to share the gospel with them, to find someone who could share it with them in a way that they could best understand it. And um, they, from what I know, they still have not accepted Christ as their Savior, but I keep praying for them, uh, keep, uh, keep praying for them, and keep asking God to work in their hearts, uh, to open their heart to the Holy Spirit, to come to salvation. Another situation that I have is with um, the vendors that help support my business, those people that provide consulting services or you know, various services to help me with the investments that I provide for my clients. And one of the reps from a company that uh, serves as a platform for setting up investment accounts, um, I, I invited him, I invited all, actually all the, the, the reps uh, from these various companies to pray every morning, to pray four days a week together. And this one particular rep, when I invited him, he really didn't respond. Um, he, he, he really didn't get back to me. And so I thought, you know, I want to I wanna pursue him and pray for him. Maybe he doesn't know the Lord. And so several months later, he called on me and asked me to go to breakfast and um, just, you know, to have a business meeting, to follow up with me to see how things were going. And at that meeting, I really sensed the Lord uh, prompting me to ask him about his salvation. So I asked him, hey, if you were to die tomorrow, do you know where you would spend eternity? And then when he gave me his answer, I said, well, how, on what basis do, do, do you, what do, what do you base that on? And so um, he basically said, because I'm, I think I'm a pretty good person. And so I asked him, um, would you be open to me sharing what the Bible says about how we come to salvation? And he gave me his permission to do that. And so I got to share the gospel with him. And he accepted, he accepted, um, he came to salvation. He said, yes, I want to pray to receive the Lord. And so I got to pray with him um, to, uh, to accept Christ as his Savior. So that was a real highlight. And then I have an, another example, which is a new client of mine that is Buddhist. I think she's more Buddhist by, um, by kind of family. I'm, I don't think she's really a practicing Buddhist. But when I explain the type of investing that I do, and it's based on um, its values-based investing, we don't want to invest in companies that are doing harm, she told me that that was really important to her. And I let her know that I was a Christian, and she asked me, well, I, I, this type of investing is important to me. I know you're a Christian. I'm a Buddhist. Would you still work with me? And of course, I said, yeah, I, I, would, I would love to work with you. And then, so I've had opportunities since then. I had an event that she came to where the gospel was, um, was explained. And I thought, oh, I wonder if this is going to offend her in any way. And after the event, she sent me a note of how much she enjoyed the event and uh, how grateful she, she was for it. Uh, I've been able to send her, like for Christmas, a card really, um, really explaining the message of Christmas, and and so just just um, just have an opportunity to plant seeds with her, has really been has really been awesome. So th those are just some of the examples of how I have viewed my made this this mindset change, this uh, this um, this this focus of change where 
I see my my business now as a platform for whatever God wants to accomplish. It's not about me. It's not about protecting my business. It's uh, it, it's it's an opportunity to develop relationships for God to impact others in whatever way that he wants to, totally trusting him for the provision and the outcome um, from the business. And so <clears throat> I want to read a, another scripture here, and it says, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this, and it says in Luke 10, 2, in the ESV version, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to, into his harvest. So I want to do this verse. I want to pray this verse and pray that you would be one of those laborers that he would send out in, into the harvest so that, uh, so that more people can come to Christ and so that you can start seeing your company as that, as that vehicle, as that platform that God can use for you to cross paths with people that he wants you to develop relationships with to share the good news. All right, so let me pray. Let me pray. Lord, you say in your word that you are the way and the truth and the life, that no one comes to the Father through you, and that there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And Lord, we know that it's your heart, it was your mission, um, that you have such a heart of love, of grace to forgive our sins, that you went to the cross for us to sh and shed your blood. Um, that was your whole purpose in coming, Lord. And we know that, that, that what is important to you, you want, us, you want for us to make that important to, to ourselves, Lord. So we ask you, we ask you to just really give us a heart that would seek out the lost, that would love others, that would develop, be intentional in developing relationships, Lord, that you would bring about those relationships and make those relationships and those opportunities available to us. And Lord, for those who are listening, I pray that you would send them out as laborers into the harvest because there's so many people out there that, whether they know it or not, desperately need to know you, desperately need to hear this message and Lord, that there's so many people that if we are just, if we'll just trust you, that will come to know you and that we get to plant seeds and maybe we even be part of that harvest to where we get to pray with them to accept Christ. So Lord, we just thank you for the privilege of, of, um, of being able to, um, to partake in with you, to, to partake with you in this, this great commission. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.